Did you know only 9% of construction business owners make more than $200,000 a year? We believe your business should make your life better. We work with construction business owners to systemize their cash flow, workflow, and crew so they can become involved but not required. Have a listen to our podcast if you want to be in control of your business and your life. If you want to get there faster, go to involvedbutnotrequired.com. Hey guys, just doing a uh, quick video on a question we had from Dan. Um, yeah, I'm working today. Uh, for those of you watching the videos, see, look, I've got my laptop here. Um, once you follow me around, you'll realize I do a fair few videos from the boat. Uh, I try and get out uh, at least once a week on the boat and work from here. I, I don't bring fishing rods or anything else. I literally bring uh, a laptop and an iPad. Um, and I'm just anchored up off the pillars in Mount Martha today because it's usually like 32 degrees for the first warm day of the year, of summer. Um, and yes, if you can see behind me, like, it probably looks pretty small in the camera, but um, it looks a lot bigger when you're here. There, there's a lot of people up there and um, uh, it can be a bit distracting, um, some of the outfits, but uh, moving right along. Uh, the question from Dan is around painful rain days or painful weather days. Now, the reality of it is... Um, if you have full-time employees, you are supposed to pay them 38 hours a week. That's the commitment you make. It's a 38-hour guaranteed uh, week. I'm going to try and stop that rocking. I've got a, a gimbal here, so hopefully it stops it doing that. Um, now, having said that, Fair Work lets you average it. So if, and you have to have it in your contracts, but you, know, you may not already have employment contracts in place, in which case you go, hey, guys, you know, we're just starting to get systemized. We're doing this new program. One of the things we need is employment contracts in place for everyone. They said it's really important. You can say you are a full-time employee. You'll be guaranteed 38 hours a week, um, averaged over a month. Right? Now, what that means is that let's just pretend for a sec that the month is four weeks, nice and nice and easy. Um, that is, if it was four times 40, it'd be 160, right? So it's two hours less. So it's 152 hours a month that you are guaranteeing them to work. Now, it does not say ordinary time. It doesn't have to be that you are guaranteeing them um, 38 hours of ordinary time a week. So obviously the first 38 hours, ordinary time, and then time and a half, the first two hours, OT beyond that. Uh, sorry, double time OT on top of that. Um, if in one week the guys got weathered off completely, and didn't do an, a day's worth of work. Didn't said, don't even bother coming to site. Too wet. Um, we're only got outside stuff. We haven't got anything inside of the cover. Just don't come today. And they did no work for the week. And the next week, you worked seven days, and you did ten-hour days every day. Um, and then you know, you did one day where you did a sixteen-hour day. Right? You're gonna pay a shitload of OT, but you've still done thirty. Uh, sorry, you still done seventy-six hours that week. Right, which means average over a fortnight at that point, you have done your 38 and 38 hours. So there is no pay for the weather days, so they sat at home. Right, now, if you average it over a month, you can say, Look, you know, we used to pay uh, not fortnightly, we used to split it monthly. We started off paying fortnightly, but then twice a year, you have two months where you get three pay cycles and it just fucks with your cash flow. Um, so in the end, we transitioned all of our staff across to paying them twice a month, which was like on the 7th and 19th or something. I can't remember the exact dates. I could find out for you. So that it meant that every month there were two pay cycles. Now, we simply averaged it over that period. 
all of our guys worked a standard nine hour day. So they worked from seven till 4.30. That's what they were told. So it meant um, we, the guys had voted to do um, RDOs, a 38 hour week with um, two hours put towards an RDO. Uh, ages ago, we, we said, you know, do you guys want this? And like, yeah, hell yes. So um, we weren't on an EBA or anything like that, but it simply meant that uh, the guys worked 40 hours a week, two hours were done at standard time that we didn't pay them, we held it. And then once a month, once every four weeks, they got a paid day off. Now they saw it as a paid day off. It was in fact an unpaid day off because they'd already worked those hours. They worked you know, the extra two hours times four weeks. Um, we had held it and not paid it to them. And then on the RDO, we released it and paid it to them. Um, so they were working 40 hours at standard time. And then the extra five hours was at time and a half on average, right? So five hours of time and a half through the week. Now, some agreements, you're straight into double time. doesn't matter. It was five hours of OT, whatever your agreement is, right? Over the, They were guaranteed there for 40 hours a week, basically. Um, it meant that over the course of, of two weeks, they should have worked 90 hours. Right Now, if they got rained off for a day, a full day, full nine-hour day, doesn't matter. As long as we didn't tell them to come to work, we said the weather's shit, stay at home, don't bother leaving, and we gave them whatever the notice is, like it's two hours notice, we never had to pay for that. That still did 81 hours over the fortnight. It was slightly longer because, again, we did more than just a fortnight's pay. But they did 81 hours total, and that was more than the minimum of 80 hours that we were guaranteeing them, right? So as long as, you know, if they drive to site and they sit in the car for three hours because it's raining, fucking you got to pay them for it. you know, you got to pay them from when they arrive to when they go home. Um, there's a minimum... Uh, of two hours, it depends again on the agreement. But you know, um, on Saturdays it's it's four hours. Sundays, sorry, Sundays it's four hours. Saturdays it's two hours. There's minimum times that they need to be paid um, for rocking up on site. Uh, uh, but as long as you give them, you know, at least two hours notice, so that you know that's designed to be. Oh, my alarm hasn't gone off. I got up, showered, dressed, got ready to come to work. You can't just call them five minutes before work and say, "Don't come in." And they're like, "Mate, I'm already fucking here. I'm around the corner." Um, but as long as you give them notice and say, don't come in. You don't have to pay them until they rock up. Once they're there, they get the minimum pay. So if it looks like it's going to be shit, you may as well sit them around and talk to them, train them, get them to watch a training video until the fucking minimum time has elapsed because you have to pay them that anyway, and then send them home, knock them off. Uh, but as long as your contract says it's averaged over the period, over the pay period, it extends it beyond that one week minimum of that 38 or, in our case, 40 hours that we had to pay it, right? So that is the first thing I suggest with rain days. Is, is find a way to make sure that you've got enough hours there to cover those days. Now, if it's at the end of the fortnight, sometimes you're a bit screwed if the last two days of rain. But if it's at the start of the fortnight and you lose two or three days to weather and you've got nothing else for them to do, you're going to work extra days. Fair Work also says that you must work reasonable overtime. It does not define what reasonable overtime is. That if you say to them, guys, we really need to dig in, we've got to get this project done, we're going to work 12-hour shifts next week, Unless they have a reason that makes that unreasonable, oh, my wife just gave birth, I need to get home, or there's something on, they can't just say, no, I don't want to. They are failing to follow a lawful direction. If you tell them at lunchtime, hey, guys, we're going to work back six hours today, that may be seen as unreasonable. Right? There is no clear definition of what reasonable and unreasonable is under fair work. But if you give them notice and say, if you have a problem, talk to me, but you can't just say, I don't want to, or I was supposed to get for dinner that night, there is an expectation that you will work reasonable overtime. If I've given you enough notice and you don't have a reason, then okay, you won't work the overtime, but you also want to get paid up for the, the loss of hours. 
because you failed to work hours that were made available for you to work, right? If you have lost a shitload of time, I would find something for them to do. Like, I don't fucking care what it is. If you're going to pay them, take them to your place. Do something. Go and fucking maintenance on the tools in the shed, like whatever. If you have to pay them, find something for them to do. I'd rather find them something to do, even if I'm bringing them in and talking to them and training them, rather than having them sit at home getting paid to do nothing. Uh, I would always try and find something for them to do when I realise that I'm not going to be able to make up these hours. Guys, I hope that's been helpful.